Welcome to an episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. This is season three, episode number 23, the songs edition of episode 23. How are you doing, Andy? I'm good. How about you? Good, good. Um, we are Dan and Andy, your hosts. Uh, this is the songs episode only, dedicated to music, albums, concerts, CDs, tours, yep. everything music that you can think of. We don't touch sports in this segment. You got anything nope. to start us off with, Andy, for our first ever uh, songs only episode? No, no, just one, uh, just a couple things, topics, if you will. Uh, we'll get to it in the concert part coming up later on, but when I looked at like Target Center, Axel, Medina, a lot of them for the month of May are open. There is no concerts. So really? when Meaning- I give you what we get, that's all I could find. Are so- you saying that June it picks up? And May just happens to be light. I, I didn't see much in June either. I didn't go much farther out than the next. A lot of them don't schedule that far out. I see. For some reason, May and early June are open. But I do see a lot of the, uh, and this is not a derogatory term, but a lot, a lot of the bar bands are real popular. Then they're starting to pick up. Now, the group playing down at Floyd's is not keeping Ariel Speedwagon from coming here playing. <laughs> I'm just saying, this yeah. is going to be the great time to go check our and, and I think with, with May, weather in Minnesota is so iffy that outdoor venues, it's tough to schedule. But indoors should be filling up as normal. We're kind of past the COVID hump. Are they still hesitant on right. the masks? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why, but just May looked open. So that would be a time to go check out your local bands. And I'll just give you that I fair would, warning. I would think that it'd be this time of the month, once we get out of April, May would be hopping for uh, bars and bands and live stages. Yeah, in that whole arena here in the Twin Cities. Yes, but I am going to start with a bit of uh, news. News, if I can, uh, other stuff. And we've talked about the band Wasp before. Yes, uh, Chris Holmes from Wasp on his Instagram site. First of all, if you didn't know, back on February seventh, he announced and came out and said he was diagnosed with. Uh, throat and neck cancer so so from his instagram page last week uh him him and his wife put up uh, chris had his last radiation on thursday the 21st and the day after they installed a new feeding nasal tube since his last chemo made him so sick it was hard for him to eat and he lost so much weight um so he's had some struggles with it uh uh Chris Holmes, yes, he lived the party life, did this, that, the other thing, but nothing but well wishes to Mr. Chris Holmes and his family through all this. Um, throat and neck cancer, is that from the smoking, the drinking, the drugs? Um, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to say. Um, I'm sure it didn't help. But uh, just kind of hard to see the people we, I don't want to say heroes or idolize, but the, the guys we looked up to in bands are. Yeah getting ill now so good wishes and thoughts out to mr chris holmes and his family on that on to the other stuff of the show i don't know where you are but right here i'm looking out at a rainy day so what better than to talk about concerts at the minnesota state fair coming up in august and september oh yes i'm not covering i'm not going to cover all of them just some for our our listeners, you could always go to the Minnesota State Fair site and check it out. But here's a few uh, important ones, if you will, or ones I think that you guys might enjoy. 
Uh, there's a few bands on there I'd never heard of, so I skipped those two. Uh, Thursday, August 25th, 93X is helping present Alice in Chains with Breaking Benjamins, special guest Bush. That would be uh, awesome. Outdoors? Would, it's a school night, a work night, August 25th, but save up that PTO and take Friday off. Friday night, uh, County Crows with special guest The Wallflowers. And then Thursday. I've seen The Wallflowers before, years ago. Yeah, they're not that bad. They're okay. And that's uh, who's the singer there? That's uh, Jacob Dylan. Uh, Bob Dylan. Wait. Yes. Yeah. Bob Dylan. Yeah. Bob Dylan's son, Jacob. Yep. Or yep. Zimmerman, if you're. Yep. Bob Zimmerman, if you're close to him, that's. But yeah, Bob Dylan's boy. Up north. Nort. Yeah, something Duluth. Thursday, September first, the live and unzoomed 2022 tour. Here's a good one. Ario Speedwagon and Sticks. I'm kind of a big sticks guy and Ario guy, so I might might save my allowance and see if I can go to that one. We've got a sticks album of the week coming up here in a few weeks. Yeah. Well, I don't sticks, cover sticks too often. You know, but the, in other bands parts that I'm working on for some of these, you got Tommy Shaw from Sticks, who's also in Damn Yankees. Him and Jack Blades did some albums together. So very talented man. Very talented. Tommy Sticks, a recovering vegetarian vegan, by the way. He's back to eating meat. If you care. Target Center. The only concert I can find in the next two months is this next Saturday, May 7th, is the 93X presenting the Twin Cities Takeover. Godsmack, Three Days Grace, and Asking Alexandria. That should be a good one. I'm coming up this Saturday. Medina, they're only one for the next few months. Lita Ford, along with Jack Russell's Great White. That's the good one. That's going to be that's a, not going, that's not a good show. I would like to go to that. I've seen a lot of stuff about Jack Russell, a lot of these metal magazines and stuff lately, listing like the top top five metal what was the top five metal uh, singers who are still out there today, and Jack Russell's on there. His voice has held up over time. He's still doing well, so that would be good. You know, Lita Ford, same same with her. These guys have been going for decades. Yeah, Lita can still play guitar. She just did a thing the other day with uh, Sammy Hagar and his band. So. All right, oh, a returning feature, music history this week, uh, April 28th, music history 2017 at the WXTB Rockfest in Tampa, Florida. Soundgarden launched what would be their final tour with Chris Cornell. He died May 17th at a stop in Detroit. Yeah, they were, I, I went to their stop when they were here at the, they played at the Fitzgerald, No. They were at the uh, Minneapolis, the uh, the Orpheum, Orpheum or Auditorium, one or two, yeah. And um, when they came back, they played the Orpheum when Soundgarden got back together recently, and um, that was yeah. unreal. I, I did see that show. That's a very good album too, The King Animal. We never reviewed that one yet. I don't think yet. Uh, this yet. date, April twenty eighth, nineteen ninety, Axl Rose of Guns N' Roses marries Ellen Everly. Now here's the part I know. I knew it was Aaron Evely. I knew it was at Cupid's Chapel in Vegas, and they were only lasted like nine months. But I didn't put the two and two together that that was Don Everly, the Everly brothers' daughter. It was not not exactly a Michael Jackson and uh, Lisa Marie Presley type marriage, but if Everly Axel brothers, all of the Everly brothers' record songs, daughter, married, 
Axel Rose. If he would have done an Everly Brothers song, that would have been kind of cool. April 29th in history, 1980. Black Sabbath, I'm sure you've heard of them, launched their first tour with Ronnie James Dio as lead vocalist, replacing Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, they took it to a whole nother level with him. They were good yeah. before, but boy, with it's a, it was a different altogether, but boy, that Black Sabbath had a different sound. It, it kind of like when Van Halen changed from David Lee Roth to Sammy. Still good band, but it, I'm sorry, it was a different band. Yes, yes. You know, it, you didn't want J- Ronnie James Dio redoing out Ozzy songs. It just wasn't no, right. No. April 30th, after hanging on at number 198, and this is 1988, April 30th. After hanging on at number 198 the week before, Pink Floyd's album Dark Side of the Moon dropped out of the Billboard charts for the first time in 11 years. Really? The band is still on the chart, though, that day with Momentary Lapse of Reason at number 62. For 11 years, that song was in the top 200. That album? That album, for 11 years, Dark Side of the Moon. Now that, it's unreal. May 2nd, music history, Pink Floyd's album The Wall goes diamond in sales with 10 million in the U.S. Later on, ends up going well over 20 million. And without being a spoiler alert, May 4th, music history, 2012, Adam Uch, also known as MCA of the Beastie Boys, dies of cancer at age 40. City. Albums coming out. These are from the last couple of weeks because I didn't cover it. So these are in the last two weeks, these albums have come out. And Wilson of Heart, Fierce Bliss comes out following two cover albums she did in 2007 and 2018. And Wilson's is her third solo. It's a mix of covers and originals, along with covers are Wilson's Take on Queen's Love of My Life, Robin Towers, Bridge of Sighs, and Missionary Man by the Arrhythmics. That any uh, any Zeppelin songs this time? I don't know. They didn't say, but I'm sure she'll have one on there. Okay. But that Missionary Man by Arrhythmics, that would be a good one. Yes. Big, any Annie Lennox fan of the Arrhythmics, so that'd be a good one. Another album coming out, Bowling for Soup with Pop Drunk Snot Bread. Are you a big Bowling for Soup guy, Dan? No, no. Yeah, they're okay. They're okay. I've they never done a list. review, you know, of, of that. Man, yeah, they're, all, list, though. they're all right. You know, their song 1985 was kind of a popular one, you know. They kind of did their version of the Gilligan's Island theme. They were okay. They're uh, n- not to have it a, a church youth meeting, those songs, if you know what I'm saying. Sure. They kind of drop some adult language. The charts right now, top five, Zombie Field by Falling in Reverse. Peaks at number one, second week on the chart. Uh, Won't Stand Down by Muse at two. Planet Zero by Shinedown drops to three. Black Summer by the Chili Peppers drops to number four. And Call Me Little Sunshine by Ghost is up to number five. Kind of getting into Ghost a lot more lately, too, for some reason. I don't know why Ghost and Volbreed, I'm kind of in the back into them again. Sure. Maybe talk about their concerts coming up. I've been listening to a lot of their stuff on Spotify and that. And 
kind of a nice little hidden gem when you hear bands like that. So that's what I got. Um, didn't do much on the birthdays this time. We'll kind of let that go. Save that for special treats. But those are some history dates, uh, the Chris Holmes stuff. I said, those were the tours that I had. I wasn't cutting it short because of time. That's just what they had. I didn't want to go too far out. I did with the State Fair stuff because people who go to the fair, they make a day of it. You know, so. Well, Allison Chains outdoors, the State Fair would be a heck of a show. Yeah. And that's pretty, I'm guessing August 25th, that's got to be one of the first days of it. Yes, I'd imagine. So, without seeing the exact calendar. That's a Thursday night, so shouldn't be too too awful of a crowd during the day. If you went during the day, then stayed for the concert, you know. But I know I kind of mentioned one of the bands in the album review there, one of their members. But what do you have that was in your Sony Walkman this week, sir? Here we go. We're going to do an album review. This one, uh, album is called Licensed to Ill. Debut studio album by American rap rock band Beastie Boys. Now, here it is. Andy, you remember this, right? Yep. Oh, yes. Here's the album cover. Now, I've never done an album review for the Beastie Boys, but here we go. This is their debut, released November 15th, 1986. They were called American Rap Rock Group. Uh, released by Def Jam and Columbia Records and became the first rap LP to top the Billboard album chart. It was also Columbia Records' fastest-selling debut record to date and certified diamond. Now, we talked about that earlier, but a certified diamond, that means 10 million record. That's 10 times platinum. Yep. Uh, that is uh, unreal. So 1986, uh, you and I were just uh, coming into senior high. They're senior high school kids. And you know, I, I was still leaning toward the heavy metal did not get into this, was not interested in rap. I got to like some of this stuff later, but uh, this didn't interest me at all when this album first came out. How about yourself? Uh, I was big into this. Uh, in fact, I was going over some stuff with uh, intern Abby this week about this album, and they got me listening to stuff with, uh, um, uh, what was their names? Well, like, just some of the rap rock from back in the day. Uh, Anthrax did one with uh, Flavor Flav and his band. They did the, the you know, Bring the Noise. Uh, so there were some other rap rock ones that were kind of combinations. Uh, Errol Smith did the Run DMC song with Walk This Way. So rap rock was kind of becoming a, a thing. Um, and I was big into the Beastie Boys. They were pretty good. Okay. Now, this, this group originally wanted to, to title the album something else before License to Ill. Uh, they brought it up. It's something we can't you know, bring up on the show, but the title, Columbia Records refused to release the album under that name. And um, you know, they said it was homophobic. They pressured the manager and also the head of Def Jam Records to force them to choose another name. Now, recently, Adam Horowitz since apologized for the album's earlier title. Um, I would have thought it would have been hilarious back in the day the album coming out like that with a, with a, uh, an album name like that, but it can't it can't doesn't fly today. But uh, this one's right. called License. And even back then, that was kind of borderline. It was kind of borderline back then. I, I think the t- if they would have got that title, first of all, it would have screamed, "Oh, this is their first album." You know, they're trying to get attention with the name, and that might have been where the record company is going from too. Going, no, name it something else. You've got talent in these songs to make it sell. 
That's a uh, it references in, in the UK uh, a slang word for a cigarette in the UK, but they said yes. we, can't, we can't use that. So now, guess who made an appearance on this album? Carrie King of Slayer, yes, on lead guitar on the song "No Sleep Till Brooklyn," and also appeared in the music video. The music video for "No Sleep Till Brooklyn" is a parody of glam metal, so they're going after making fun of glam metal at the same time when that got to be kind of laughable. At the same time, rap was coming, just coming in and becoming new. Um, well, wasn't "No Sleep Till Brooklyn" also a parody on a Motorhead song? Well, the song itself. The song itself, you are right, Andy. It's a spoof on Motorhead's No Sleep Till Hammersmith. But that's how that came about. They yep. did a spoof on that. The music video is another spoof. Now, the reason Carrie King was even there appearing, um, you know, playing for a heavy, heavy metal, a metal band, Slayer. Yep. Rick Rubin was producing both bands simultaneously in, the, uh, in, in nearby studios there with Def Jam. Slayer's album Rain in Blood was released one month prior, but because Carrie King was in the vicinity, they called him over. He appeared on the song and the music video. Now, uh, CBS and Fox released uh, the video, released a video album of the five licensed to ill videos, plus the She's On It songs in 1987 to capitalize on the album's success. The Laserdisc was also released. In Japan, I don't know if you have the laser disc. No, 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 no. And so the songs they released, and I'll go through the entire uh, the entire disc songs. But it was uh, the first one they released was "Hold It, Hold It Now, Hit It." Second song was Paul Revere. They released song three was the new style. Song four, of course, was uh, "Fight for Your Right to Party." You got to fight for your right to party. That was delete, uh, released December '86. Then they released song five, Brass Monkey, in January 87. And then No Sleep Till Brooklyn, and then the song Girls. The, uh, the, the single was released May 6th, uh, coming up on the anniversary of that in 87. So, you know, they released those seven songs. And the success was so great that they released a video album of just that. And it still was successful. All those songs hit so good. Now, Beastie Boys recorded a loose rendition of the Beatles song I'm Down for the album, which including which included a sampling of the original song, but the track was pulled at the last minute due to legal disputes with Michael Jackson, who at the time owned all the publishing rights to all the Beatles music. They said, well, we can't play that uh, uh, a sampling of the song because we'd have to get it through Michael Jackson, so they skipped it. Um, both the songs I'm Down and another track called Scenario were cut at the last minute. But you can find bootleg editions of those yeah. both on the internet. Now, the artwork, the reason I'm showing the artwork here is, number one, it's the album cover artwork. But the full album cover, front to back, this is just the back, features American Airlines Boeing 727 with the Beastie Boys logo on its tail. But the front of it, when you open it up, it shows that it's crashed head-on into the side of a mountain appearing as an extinguished joint. Now, Rick Rubin came up with the idea after reading the biography of Led Zeppelin called Hammer of the Gods. And um, uh, very, he got the idea after reading that and, and went with it. Very, 
Interesting. Now, like I said, it was commercial. Uh, the album was certified platinum by the recording industry in 87, officially, eventually went certified diamond. Brass Monkey was certified gold for shipment of 500,000 sales itself. Gold. Brass Monkey, that funky monkey. Yes, and then in 2012, the album, in the week following Adam Yelk's, uh, Yelk's death, which subsequently resulted in a surge of sales of Beastie Boy albums, licensed to ill, reached number one on Billboard's catalog albums chart. The album itself also re-entered Billboard 200 chart, coming in at number 18 after the death. Now, there's 13 songs on this album. Song one starts off with Ryman and Stealin'. Song two, The New Style. Song three, She's Crafty. Song four, Posse in Effect. Song five, Slow Ride. The title refers to the Fog Hat song of the same name. Song six is Girls. Seven is Fight for Your Right. Eight, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. That's where you can hear Carrie King. Guitar solo also. Guitar solo and lead guitar. Paul Revere is song number nine. Now that is prominently featured in the track is a reversed is a reversed Roland 808 flows hi-hat bass and rim shot. If you look at that uh, featured in the track, um, Paul Revere. Now song 10, hold it now, hit it. Song 11, Brass Monkey. Song 12, Slow and Low. And song 13, rounding out the album is Time to Get Ill. So, other than that, Andy, this was this album, 44 minutes, 33 seconds. Studio, it's Chung King Studio in New York City. Chung King. Very good album, very good driving album. Let's do it when you're in the car. Is it? Okay, okay. And they had their, um, you know, this is their first, their debut studio album, but it looks like they did release Hollywog Stew before this. Yes. If you need to make it somewhere and it's an hour away, earlier. if you got an hour drive and you need to make it 44 minutes, play this album. You'll make it. Uh, that is awesome. So that's what I've got for this week. Uh, I like the album, uh, the album cover of that and the, and the fact that it came from a, uh, the idea from a Led Zeppelin biography of the band. Yes. Like those tidbits like that. Now, we're going to mention Trip Fest at all. Trip Fest coming up. Um, we've put that on the social media. That's May 14th. Yep. It's on Payne Avenue. Avenue. Uh, May, May 14th, uh, 6 p.m., I think, doors open on Payne Avenue at the Minnesota Music Cafe. Yep. Never been there. I've never been there. Have you? I've not been there. I've seen a lot of, you know, we've pushed a lot of stuff on our Facebook it's page. A, it yeah, seems by uh, doing some research, a great venue. Uh, I think there's five bands performing. They're all tribute bands only. Performing yep. uh, tributes, but it's it's a, it's a full uh, full evening, a full a day. It's a music festival of three bands. Yes, yeah, that should be pretty. Should good. be a good time. Trying to we'll clear do a schedule. full review on it the next the next week. We'll do a review on that. Yes, yes. Trying to clear the schedules to both make it. Um, trying to make sure the stars and the moons align to make it. Uh, and it's a have- second. It's a second annual. So. What this would do, Andy, if this is a success, you know, this could be a sports and song, sports and songs, uh, you know, feature annual event, possibly. Right. We'll do the right. review. We'll do all the homework and the legwork. But 
this could be an annual little trip there. Yes, our our, our Christmas in July type or Christmas in May. East, a little East St. Paul action. Yes. But then we really say all the Saints game, so I don't have to go there for something else. So correct. It is kind of kind of a hike for us out here in the sticks to go to the big city like that, but now it's farther west than CHS field, but uh we'll see how it goes. Yes. That's all I've got for this week. Do you have anything else? No, just kind of like give us a few weeks on this new format. Sports one night, songs are different. Just kind of break it up a little bit. So we get long-winded about the, the sports sometimes. So we're not pushing we'll provide, this through. We'll hours. provide two shorter shows, easier yeah. to uh, smaller appetite. Yes. Easier to digest, I should say. Right. All right. Sounds good, everyone. Have a good week. See you later.